right, welcome to episode number seven of Relig Idiots. I'm Chad, that is Scott over there, and we're going to be talking about some stuff that's a little bit controversial today, right? Is it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> you know. tell me. I think it is. What are we talking about? Well, uh, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, why I believe in God, why I believe in the Bible, why I pray, why I read the Bible. But one thing we haven't talked about is, does God still... Um, participate in our world? Is he still active in our world today? Um, you know, does he still have some kind of role in guiding how things work? Because, you know, there's a there's a big, you know, uh, thought out there that God set the world on its spin and just kind of his hands off on how everything works and we're left to figure out, uh, figure out everything else on our own. So, I'm, so are we really asking the question is, does, Moses, does God come down to Moses still and say, go to Egypt? Uh, maybe I guess that's one of the applications of of that is does God still actively participate in what we do? Especially, I'm thinking about choices. Um, we have so many choices that are open to us and available in the world today. Um, and so, I, are we left to fend for ourselves, or do we have some kind of guidance in that? Uh, and every day is full of choices. I mean, this is like what nine fifty seven in the morning when we're recording this and. Already, we've made choices about what we're going to eat for breakfast and what we're going to put on, and am I going to take a shower today, and yes. are yes. my kids going to brush their teeth, and all these questions and choices that we've had, those are small, but there are big choices that people face every day. You're doing some counseling later today about, uh, or with some folks who are going to get married soon, and right. so they've made a pretty big choice in their lives. Um, we just, a couple of days ago, had some folks who decided they wanted to be part of the family here at Main Street, and so that's a pretty big choice that they made as far as their church life goes. And so there are small choices. There are big choices. Does God help us with those choices? If not, why not? And if so, how does God help us with those? That's a good question. I know it is. That's I hope I you're going to answer it. So it's, it's controversial. You know, we, we may yeah. talk about some things that, you know, people are going to disagree with um, on either side of it. And that's okay because I don't, I don't know that we're experts here. And I think at the end of the day, I am going to come down and say, I know that God does this. I don't know that I can explain everything about how that process works. Yeah, yeah I think we could give a, a resounding yes answer to um, him helping. But sometimes the, the how that happens is um, maybe one of the more debated theological questions that, that we come across. Uh, how does God act in this world is a pretty serious topic. Yeah, I, I don't have all the answers to it. I'm gonna say that up front, uh, so I'm gonna put it all on Chad to answer this question. Perfect. So <laughs> here's what I know. I know that in Ephesians chapter two, Paul writes about how we are God's workmanship or workmanship yeah. <laughs> created in Christ Jesus uh, for good works, so that we can do all the things that uh, you know, depending on you know which translation of the Bible, so that we can do all the things that He planned for us to do from long ago. So God has plans for us. Right. And, and that opens up a whole other can of worms about, you know, what about evil, pain and suffering? We'll talk about that later. But God has plans for his people. God has um, an ideal version of what life would look like for us. And the question is, does he help us along that plan? Does he help us um, make good decisions, uh, make good choices that are going to lead us toward his will for our lives? Scripture promises that God promises to guide us, to help us along the way. Scripture promises that God has a plan for us. Um, it reminds us in very simple terms that 
God's overarching plan is that he doesn't want anybody uh, to perish, but he wants all people to come to him and have a relationship with the son Jesus. We've talked about that. Um, He wants everyone to um, have an eternal home with him. And so if you're talking about what God's plan is, that's it. Does he help us along that way? I think we're all going to say yes, right? God helps us along the way, else he's not a good, loving God. So how, I guess, how does that work? And I don't know what you've got, but I've got three or four different ways that God helps us along that way, right? Yeah, one of the thoughts I have with that passage is um, I think we can take it a couple of different ways, and depending on where you're at in life is kind of how you look at, you know, this idea that God uh, has laid out plans for you. He's, he's created you with, with a plan to do good things. And I think some people can take away from that, I am destined to become this one thing in life. And usually I think we tie it to our, uh, our careers or we tie it to a, um, a church purpose that we have. And um, I think in my, my idea that, this, that God has created us um, as his workmanship, as his masterpiece to do good things, uh, we're tied to the idea that, man, there's a lot of ways that I can do good things and see God's, God's will done in my life um, through me. Okay. I think, to me, that's what this is, through, is about, is how do I do good things through me? How does God do good things? How does God do yeah. good things through me? Yeah. All right, so let's start there. I would say number one baseline is God has given us an entire book, the Bible, that shows us what our life should look like. Now, that's not all it's written for. It's also to tell us about God and, and what he's done and who he is and his history and how he's involved in mankind. But it's also there to show us, here's what your life ought to look like. For instance, you mentioned marriage. Well, if I have questions about what marriage ought to be and how I should operate as a husband, um, how you should operate as a husband, then Scripture has um, good information for that. For instance, Paul writes about how a husband should love his wife as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. That's in Ephesians chapter 5. Well, if I have the big picture look at this is what God expects of husbands, to love their wives with a sacrificial kind of love, then that answers a lot of questions, right? As far as, well, should I take out the trash? Well, is that a sacrifice I can make? Um, should I sweep the floors if they need swept? Well, probably if that's a sacrifice that I'm okay with making, right? And so I don't, I don't have to have a book that's forever long that says, whenever your spouse is this, then you need to do that. I have a book that tells me in a real simple line, love your wife as Christ loved the church. And that answers a lot of questions for me, right? Right. It gives you an example of, of what to follow. And same thing with our careers. You brought up careers. Scripture tells us about the value of work and a work ethic and to provide for ourselves and provide for our families. And so if I'm asking questions about jobs and careers and work life, well, then Scripture has pretty good answers for that, too. Same thing for money and children and parenting and relationships. And you can go on down the list. And most of the time, there's a, there's a great principle in Scripture that should govern how we look at those areas. Above all, if we're talking about, you know, what's our primary call as Christians, then it's to follow Jesus. It's to try to emulate his life in ours and follow his footsteps. And ultimately, when he was asked, how do you do that? You know, how does that work out in everyday life? His answer was, well, you need to love God and you need to love others and you need to strive to be like me, right? And so if I'm thinking about life and thinking about, okay, I've got choices and decisions and you know, all these things that confront us every day, 
what governs those choices? How does God help me? Well, God has helped me and given me scripture, given us scripture that says, well, number one, love me. Uh, Number two, love others. And number three, model the life of Jesus in your own life. That helps. I don't have to have a thousand million answers to a bunch of life's choices and questions if I can look and say, how would Jesus handle this situation? Right. So if we go back to look at that, you know, husbands love their, their wives as Christ loves the church. That's a, that's a deep love. That's a, uh, a love that is uh, sacrificial. And so if I want to then mimic that in my relationships and my jobs, uh, I'm going to be sacrificial and those types of things. So yeah, you're right. You know, you don't have to have a play by play. Um, I think sometimes we want to, you ever pulled out one of those, uh, Christmas gifts that has instructions, uh, one A through Z, and then there's 57 steps that go with that. Right. And, uh, we look for that sometimes. Well, not a real man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you look at the picture, but we, we want to have steps and the Bible doesn't really give a ton of steps. It gives us a uh, mimic, mimic this guy, mimic what Jesus did. Uh, if you want to love your wife, love her sacrificially. Mm-hmm. If you want to uh, be a good employee, hey, give everything that you got uh, as if you're working for God, not for man. Yep. So there, if, if we're talking about how does God help us understand what decisions to make? Well, he's given us kind of, I guess you'd look at it like a framework, right? This right. is what life should look like. And so if I have a tough choice, you know, instead of just flipping a coin and saying, well, I guess we'll go with that or however we make our decisions, it may be best to look at it kind of through the lens of, well, is this is this going to be something that shows a love for God? Is it something that's going to show love for others? Is it something that, that you know, reading about Jesus and learning about Jesus, is it something that I could see Jesus doing in his life? So God's given us scripture that, points to those uh, pretty good ideas. Second thing I would say is God's probably given us people in our lives who have gone through life and have got experiences and uh, they've lived it. And so whenever I encounter a situation or I've got a problem or some kind of difficulty, hardship in life, there's probably somebody in my life that's equipped to give me some wisdom in that area. What do you think? I think we, uh, well, one, I think scripture teaches us to do that and to look for uh, wise counsel. Uh, Psalm 1 is, I think, gives us that advice too of be careful where you sit, be careful where you stand, be careful where you get your advice. Uh, if you want to do well, go out and look uh, for people who are doing well in that area. Uh, I've always told people if you want to learn how to save money and get rich, don't ask me. Yeah. Uh, but go ask somebody that is uh, saving money and getting rich. Uh, but if you want to learn how to do things, uh, we're not born. I think knowing how to, to do things well, I think we've got to learn. We've got to have mentors. Uh, this is that principle of discipleship that you talked about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yesterday you talked about in our relationships, we uh, start uh, as, a, as a partner with the church, we start discipling other people. Well, at some point we have to be discipled. Uh, we have to have somebody that we allow to come along with us and disciple us. Um, we don't get to the point where we're at on our own. Yeah. Um, it's not designed, we're not designed to be individualistic. So part of this is we have to recognize our weaknesses, right? We were talking right. about, you know, everything's changed over the last year. And so earlier this morning, we were talking about, 
what about our, you know, Bible studies? What are, what are they going to look like going forward? And um, especially with regard to our kids, you know, we, all these kids are coming to class. What do we, do we have a set guideline and some, you know, um, uh, markers, I guess, that we want them to reach at different points in their lives so they can understand about God and what God has done for them? And in talking about that, one of us made the statement about, you know, I, I know my limitations as far as like um, what I know kids can comprehend and learn and retain. But we have people who, you know, teach a lot. I mean, they're professional teachers. And so at some point we should go to them for advice and say, look, tell me what our benchmarks for a, a fourth grader ought to be. What, what can we expect a fourth grader to learn about God and learn about their lives and how to apply scripture to their lives? You know, that's just one small example of, of I think, what we're talking about. There are people who have wisdom that we don't have. And one of the ways that God helps us is putting those people in our lives. Right. So, um, go ahead. Oh, I, I, I was just saying, right. Uh, oh. One of the, I, I keep thinking back to uh, when we lived in Dixon, there was a guy that and his wife that people, when they had marriage problems, they went to this guy uh, and his wife. And it, he didn't have any special training in marriage and family therapy. He just had a really good marriage. Uh, he had a marriage that was uh, noticeably different than a lot of folks. And uh, when people had marriages that would fall apart and they saw that, they wanted to, to have what he had with his wife, they would go to them and ask for advice. And he would take them along. And uh, as a couple, they would mentor another family. Right. Um, and that's, that's invaluable. Um, you wouldn't have that if you aren't a part of a, a greater body. Yeah. Maybe this has to do with, you know, we all have a role to play in the church and maybe my area that I need to mentor somebody in is one thing and you have a different area and we all work together uh, so that we all grow up into Christ. I think it's interesting that people say, well, we need nothing but scripture. We All we need is the Bible to get along, right? Well, included in the Bible is um, are certain passages, like in Proverbs, there are several times where uh, the writer says that the wise will seek advice and heed advice. Well, that's, you know, that's extra biblical. That's outside of the Bible, right? If I'm going to somebody for advice, I, that's a command of Scripture. I mean, that's, that's what the Bible calls us to do. But it's seeking advice and guidance outside of the revealed Word of God. But that's what the Bible tells us to do. And so it's good to... If I'm going to try to answer the question of how does God help us make decisions and choices? Well, he, he tells us the value of leaning on the experiences and the wisdom and the knowledge of other people that he has put in our lives. So we should probably make ourselves um, available of that. Uh, third thing that I would mention is common sense, which, as the adage goes, is not very common. <laughs> um, Paul writes to Timothy, kind of his his son in the faith and uh, you know, talks to him about life and says, you know, some really important things. And one of those things is in Second Timothy chapter two, uh, Paul tells Timothy to reflect on what I'm saying, and the Lord will give you insight into all this. Now, I know that's particularly for Timothy, but for us, I think the principle remains here that we have a degree of common sense, and God created us in His image. Um, people who can reason things out and we can think through things for the most part and we can we can discern whether things are good or bad whether they're going to be good or evil for us right i think god's uh god's given you common sense to to teach you uh, what is is right and wrong i think that comes uh, with a conscience i think that comes with 
Common sense should come inherently. Like we should know the reasons why we shouldn't do something. Um, and I'm not, I'm talking about big picture stuff, you know, like, um, I can't think of an example, but there's, there's big, big things that we need to be able to just say, you know what, we're not going to do that because that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It's goofy. It's, it's okay to say that's goofy. real goofy and we're not going to do it. That's, that sounds like something, in it, uh, can we say idiot since we're called the religious idiots? Yes. Uh, that sounds like something they would do. Um, well, Bible, don't do dumb stuff. Uh, um, I'm thinking about Proverbs. Proverbs, you know, refers to the fool a lot. Yes. So it's okay to say that's a foolish thing to do. Yeah. Right? Um, so I think where I'm going to have to land on this is that, yes, God has a plan for people. And God has a greater, you know, an overarching plan where he wants everybody to be in relationship with him, to come to know him, to live life in his way, and to be with him um, for eternity, forever. I also understand that God has created people in within a system here where we have free will to make our own choices, to do what we want to do, what we think is best. Some are going to make wise choices the majority of the time, and some are going to make foolish choices the majority of the time. Experience has taught us at least that. I do think that God, I do know that God still has an active role in this world. Um, as scripture tells us, it's the Lord who establishes our steps. It's God who opens doors at certain times and places. It's God who closes doors. Uh, we see that in Scripture. We've seen that in our own lives. So God opens the doors. He closes the doors. And sometimes we have to take you know, those signs as you know, evidence of where God has maybe taken us. So um, if something you know, we've tried and we've tried and we've tried and we've worked and we've worked and we've worked and it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen, maybe that's an indicator that this is not part of God's will for our lives. Right. As hard as that is to swallow... That may be where we are. What's difficult is trying to figure out, well, is this something that I should continue to pursue? Is this a trial that I'm supposed to be faithful under? Is it you know, something that God expects me to work through? Um, that's, that's where I don't know the answer. I think that's where we go back and we look at all these things that we've talked about. You know, what, what, does the, what is the scripture going to tell me about what I should do in this situation? What, what are times that other people were put in other situations. You know, is this decision that I'm making consequential for my life? Is it consequential for my family? Um, what would, you know, what would David have done, had done? What would Moses have done? Um, what are we going to do uh, with uh, this example that we've been given in Scripture? If it's something that we see that we need to continue on in. I would, I would say I'm not going to look so much at what Moses and David did. Because they did some foolish Maybe things. what they were told to do. <laughs> okay, what they were told to let's, do. Let's sure. go back to that. What did Jesus do in these situations? You know, not everything hard in life is a door closed. Yeah. Uh, temptation is not a door closed. Temptation is something that you're supposed to work through and yeah. get rid of. And So, I, I also, I think we need to add, we haven't said anything about the Spirit of God. Sure. Right here. We haven't said anything about Unless the Holy Spirit. Unless you skipped Spirit. over that. <laughs> well, <laughs> you did too. <laughs> What I'd say about that is that, yes, I believe that, you know, the Spirit is still active. Um, I don't know that we can put a finger on exactly how God works through His Spirit or God's Spirit works within us. I don't think we can put a finger on how that happens, just that it does happen. I do understand that we can look at, you know, what Paul describes as the fruits of the Spirit. The love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And so if I've got a decision to make... And I'm thinking that, that maybe God is 
prompting us to do this or put us in a situation to do this or that or not do this or that, a pretty good set of questions is, is this going to be something that is loving to others? Is it going to be something that displays patience and kindness and goodness? Is it something that, along with the love of God, is going to promote faithfulness in my life? Is it something that God's um, asking us to exercise self-control in? And above all, I think you got to go back to where Jesus lands on this. What's the greatest uh, marker of who we're supposed to be? It's to love God. It's to love our neighbor as ourselves. And it's to model the example of Jesus, to follow him. And so if I've got a decision that I've got to make, maybe it's time for me to spend a little bit of time um, digesting it, discerning where this is going to lead, and asking some pretty hard questions about, is this part of the fruit of the Spirit? Is this something that God um, would have us to do um, that shows his mark in our lives? Is it something that is going to show the love that I have for God in my life? Is it something that's going to be loving for other people? And is it something that I could see Jesus doing in his life? Is it a choice he would make? Is it a decision that he would make? Now, underlying all that is I've got to have a pretty good understanding of who Jesus is. i got to know him. Yeah. I've got to understand how he dealt with people. We've got to understand how he related to folks, how he treated people when they made mistakes. And, you know, that, that's going to help us go a long way in, in figuring out how do we make decisions? How does God help us? make these decisions. Yeah. The one thing I kept coming back to in my mind as we were talking about all this is sometimes these things take time. Um, and we are a people that we like to rush into things and we like to make, we want decisions made quickly for us. Man, sometimes it, it takes some time uh, to make uh, big decisions. Uh, the common sense decisions we should be able to make pretty quick, uh, hopefully. But at the end of the day, uh, some of these big choices that we're making about marriage and family and careers and moves and different things we need to take some time we need to to weigh the the consequences um we need to we need to spend some time in prayer uh, asking for advice uh, we need to spend some time talking to people who are wise and we need to play put all these things into play before we make a jump i think where we get in trouble and where people will look back discouraged uh, in the future is when they jump into something too quickly and they didn't make, they didn't, they didn't go through the right steps to make that decision. And it was a decision that they thought was the right thing to do at the time, but they didn't spend the time weighing the consequences. Um, they didn't spend the time seeking counsel and, uh, uh, looking for where God would have them to go. And it seemed common sense, but at the end of the day, they just didn't spend the time with it. Spend the time. Um, I used to teach kids uh, in therapy to think ahead by playing the game of checkers because the only rule in checkers I know besides where you can move your pieces is once you pick your finger up off the piece, mm-hmm. you're done. Like that's your that's your choice that you have played. You can't go back and and redo that. Uh, so uh, that's the thing that that we need to learn is sometimes when we move, we've made a decision that it's hard to go back on, uh, and I think God allows us the time to make the right decisions. Yep. And at the same time, when we make the wrong decision, um, not to leave this on a negative note, God allows us the opportunity for forgiveness. Um, When we make mistakes, God has promised to be there ready to forgive us and to help us along the journey. All right, to close it all up. Yes, if we're asking the question, does God help us make choices today? Of course he does. He's not going to leave us out here blind to feel our way around and just make the best of it and hope you come out okay. Yeah, he gives us his word that reminds us, love God, love your neighbor, and try to follow Jesus. 
He gives us people in our lives that help us. He gives us his spirit that works in our world somehow today. He gives us um, open doors and closed doors and relies on our common sense at times to figure that out. And when we make mistakes, hopefully we make the right choice. But when we don't make mistakes, then he offers us forgiveness and a way back and a better way forward. And if I'm thinking about life, with all the decisions that we have and all the choices that we've got to make every day of our lives, I want help with that. I want some kind of guide, um, you know, some kind of framework where I can look at life and weigh the decisions and figure out, is this what I want to do? Is this how we're going to be? Or do I need to look at a different place? Do I need to make a different kind of choice? Christianity offers us that. And within that kind of life, it's not just a structured, you know, rigorous approach to life. There's freedom there to know that I've got to make a choice, and that choice needs to honor God, needs to love my neighbor, and needs to follow the steps of Jesus. And that's a that's a freeing kind of thought. I don't have to be bound by, you know, biting my fingernails all the time and making sure I've, you know, you know, uh, on my own accord made the right choice. We have guidance here, and that guidance helps us to stay on the right track. All right, next time I think we're going to talk a little bit about what happens whenever like there's a really good chance for me to do something that's wrong and bad and evil in my life. How do we avoid things that look good and sound good, but we probably know deep down they're not good for us at all? How do we avoid those kinds of issues? That'll be next week. Thanks for listening. Please, if you like it, share it with somebody that you think may benefit from it. Uh, We always appreciate our listeners, and we hope you guys have a great day.